Okay, so this uh, today's episode, we're going to start with uh, Ariana, who's playing a new composition, Mos Echai Melut. Melot. I'm just arranging it, not really, yeah. So I. Do you want to tell anyone anything about this? Yeah, it's just simply a beautiful song. I'm not sure um, how old it is. Um, I know the one I recently did wasn't really an old one. It wasn't as old as I thought it would be when I looked it up. So not sure how old this one is, but um, it's certainly super duper beautiful. Check it out. Thanks. Yeah, so that's it for today's uh, music um, introduction. And if you know anyone who wants to present their music on our podcast, we have an episode every day. So send us some uh, files and we'll play it. All right. And now on to the stream of random, which we're going to record tomorrow morning. But uh, I thought I would just throw this in there today. All right, then. Good morning. Sorry about this microphone. This is all I could find today. I know it's not as good as the other one. But you're all used to a horrible audio quality on this podcast. Yeah, it's um, a full moon today. And uh, 4.15 in the morning, December 1st. And uh, we are <clears throat> going alone into the night for our morning walk. Mmm, that coffee is good. Coffee is good. Yeah, so we really uh, are enjoying Ariana's new compositions and pieces recently. She's working on um, doing something like bar talk where she's taking um, folks music and uh, re uh, <clears throat> repurposing it or rearranging it for piano and making it more palatable to the uh, Western ear by applying more different time scales. 
so. I'm not going to go into a whole discussion of music that I don't understand. You already hear me talking about other things I don't understand. That would be too much. So I have been following this whole election drama. And, um... Coffee is really good. And it's really quite quite the drama what's going on in the background. So we're not going to uh, go too deep into it. <clears throat> I really don't know. I guess that's why this is the boring podcast, because I don't have uh, Mr. Harry Reid here to spin up some tales and some stories. But um, we were listening to uh, Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, the old master of Taoism yesterday. And this message is quite inspiring and relaxing. And now that I was studying this topic of the right versus left brain, the unattached, uninvolved master is basically your right brain, who is everywhere and nowhere. He does nothing takes no action because the left brain is taking the action. The right brain is standing back and observing. Yep, it's watching over your shoulder, listening to all the noises, spinning up possibilities. brain, the right hand is taking action, it's getting involved in things, it's manipulating, it's doing. Yeah. Well, I don't have too much to talk about at this very moment. Just wanted to check in with my listeners, my fans, and um, I'm going to listen to some podcasts this morning, go for my walk. And if I have anything that strikes me as worth saying on my walk, I'll record another segment. I'm sure I will, but I'm not going to force it. I'm going to take the Lao Tzu approach. 
where no speech is better than speech. No action is better than action. And it's not like he's saying stay at home. He's saying be the change. Become one with the the movement. And don't overthink it. Be spontaneous. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be spontaneous. And I'm making that up. It's not exactly what he said. This is what I understood. But we're going to be spontaneous now. I guess we are spontaneous a lot of times. And uh, we're not going to force it. We're just going to let things flow. Let it go. And uh, we'll see what happens. Right then. All right, that was a nice little break, and uh, <clears throat> we're all fired up. I am fired up. So, enjoying my walk. The weather is beautiful. Um, it's the first of December, and it's really not even cold. And I don't have to think long if I'm going to. Uh, I don't have to think for very long if I decide I'm going to go for my walk in the morning. I just get up and go. And that's um, something I learned from from Jocko and from Rogan. They really uh, changed my um, attitude towards uh, towards physical uh, activity. And. Um, yeah, this uh, whole corona thing has been great, not having to uh, sit in the car all day long. We drove down to Philly and back, and the day afterwards I felt really drained. And I didn't really enjoy being among all those people in the city. I prefer smaller settings with less interpersonal interaction. I guess it just stresses me out. So, um, yeah, anyway, good morning. Be a good citizen, not scare people.
so um I'm happy um that I'm making progress on my little uh, podcasting adventure with uh metadata and um I think it's an important concept so I'm going to try and explain it the best I can because I've tried a couple times and I have a hard time actually laying it out for you so when you're programming you use concepts that are created by other people and those concepts are put into the programming language but um, advanced programming languages will allow you to define new concepts so let me break this down in a simple programming language that doesn't allow you to define concepts like assembly language or even like a basic like an old basic um, I guess even basic lets you do like something like a dimension, dim, um, but I haven't looked at that in a long time, but, uh, if you want to create a, a record and you want to, um, sample different attributes, let's just say you're creating an election system, election, and you want to say, okay, are you voting for this person? Or you're voting for that person. So you have like 10 different people you could vote for, let's say. So those would be 10 different Booleans, I suppose. Yes and no's. In reality, um, you have, uh, you're voting for one or the other, or you're abstaining. I guess you could do a write-in. So you got to come up with a different data structure to store this information. Now, you could start with very simply like an array. It's like one of the simplest data structures. Like, oh, we've got 10 numbers. And then the first number is this person, second number is that person. Um, Or we've got uh, 10, well, let's just leave the write-out, write-in ballots out. But you can think of some different ways you can encode your vote into variables. Now, in higher level languages, you can define a term. You can define a data structure in your program and then begin using it. So... They let you uh, define new language constructs, basically, or things that become part of the language. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting. And there's another way that you can... um, 
do things, and that is you can create generic structures that are interpreted or contain other data. Carrier systems. So you can define a data structure that contains um, information that's encoded, that has to be decoded and parsed, um, that's opaque. So yeah, you in C you have these things like um, everything can be encoded as an array of bytes. So if you know the size of the structure you want to contain, you can just allocate an array of bytes and then you can slap your data into there and, and turn it, convert it from the array of bytes into any data structure of that same size. Just by casting it. It's just viewing it from a different way. And um, you can create opaque data structures that way. Ones that are not visible or you can't see into. It just looks like a, a bunch of bytes. Now in um, <clears throat> in these blogging platforms, <clears throat> hey, well that's a good idea. I just had a good idea. So we can actually encode the metadata as one link. Right? So instead of encoding, we can tell. Okay, this is a good idea. Let me just finish this up. So there's different ways to put data that's structured into your HTML. Right? But in blogs, like WordPress, they strip out almost everything. They don't let you. They don't let you uh, put any data you want. Um, they normalize your HTML so that it's basically a super minimalistic, basic HTML. So I've been researching into ways that we can include data by quoting it. And now I just had the idea that we can encode that information into a URL. So we can say, um, we can create a link that goes to, let's say, a web service. And that web service um, doesn't even have to exist. You see, it can be its own protocol. Because in a web service, you can see like HTML and stuff like that. HTTP, that's the protocol. So we can create our own protocol, calling it like encoded metadata. And then we can just put all of the information inside of a link. We can make a huge link because Blogger won't strip out these links. And WordPress won't strip out these links. It could be an unknown protocol that's not known to the browser. 
but uh, there's no nothing stopping us from encoding everything that we want to encode using the URL encoding, um, putting it in the link, and then in the uh, we just put that at the top of the RSS feed. Then we don't have to fetch the URL. We don't have to parse the HTML. We just look for an href with these attributes in the RSS. And then it, that, that could then be decoded and could contain all the other information we need. Now, okay, obviously there'll be size restrictions and it might get truncated. We'll have to play with it, but I think um, URL encoding is another way we can encode things. <clears throat> we could, could encode it into a number like Girdle would and just put one long number. Just use the Girdle number. And that's basically what a that's basically what we do in C programming. You could just use a number or a bunch of bytes together, which are basically a number, a long number. You know, 20 bytes. A number that's 20 bytes long is a damn long number. <clears throat> you know, because that's like how many bits? Eight times 20. Eight times 10 is 80. Eight times 20 is 160 bytes. And if you have 160 bits, if you have a number that's 160 bits long, that's a long number. But you can do it. <clears throat> so we could also just encode the metadata as a number and have a way of decoding it. And that's basically what Girdle did with his recursive functions. And he was able to define everything as a number. <clears throat> so we can encode everything as a URL. We can encode everything. I've been using these things called uh, pre-formatted blocks, pre, which is basically quoted code, because that's the easiest to edit. And we've been experimenting with um, different uh, tags and attributes. So we have a namespace, the in escaped RDFA, which is basically for um, embedding RDF in HTML. And now we want to escape it. So we're going to have different schemes for escaping it. Um, I came up with turtle, JSON-LD, RDFA itself, and XML, or HTML5, XHTML. Um, and now we're going to try URL encoding. <coughs> we can do a URL encoded of different forms. We can take the JSON and URL encode it. <coughs> That's probably the easiest to parse because we don't need curl, we don't need XML. Um, and, and really, we could just use the uh, URL 
parsing, HTTP parsing, like key value structures. Um, flatten it out to a list of, of, of metadata, like a string list, like key equals value, with ampersands in between. That's a super simple uh, format that we won't need any libraries to parse. It will be super easy to use. <clears throat> I like that a lot. We might get into different, and we might have to uh, have multiple metadatas where um, you might have one URL whose value pair is another URL. If you have nested objects, we might get into like double and triple encoding issues, but that's easy to do. It's like recursion. And then we might have to zip or compress the data on the fly. We'll see what we can do with, um, HT with JavaScript and PHP. We should also want to be able to decode this in, in JavaScript as well. So um, yeah, I'm getting excited about this. Let's see who's pinging me. All right. Not for me. Oh, well, today we're going to go to Dunkin' Donuts together, and we're going to see if they actually have staffed the uh, lobby today. Feels like spring almost. But I bet you we're going to get ready for a really cold winter. So, um... Yeah, I think we can um, create a library for JavaScript. <clears throat> and on the client side, we can create some simple web services. Hopefully we can create them that are free. Um, and this is kind of getting into uh, microservices and lambdas and all that. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I guess we need like a Chrome extension or a web br browser extension that can handle this that will uh, decode it on the client side so that um, it'll render properly. So we have, we have a whole suite of, you know, we're gonna need it for different libraries. Um, so it's gotta be as simple as possible. And um, also, you know, I wanted to do this for uh, storing OpenStreetMap data uh, or any other structured data in blogs and other, or tweets. I mean, we're talking about overpowered URLs that you can just jam into your tweet. Um, 
and some websites will block URLs, so we actually need to have a standard way of encoding them into um, we need a standard way of encoding them into something else that's not an HTTP uh, that's recognizable, but uh, will defeat the uh, the anti-spams. Like, we want to be able to post something on Twitter that's re readable. Um, readable as a human, but... Uh, so we're going to have to have different forms of this. And um, we're going to have to accept... We're going to have to accept that somewhere someone's going to say... Okay my personal form that I'm using is this and here's the rules to transform it into that and then they're going to put a link to their personal form right and that's going to be interpreted by something that is generic so we're going to want to allow people to cobble together their own forms and then um, their own structures to find them with a couple of tweets or a couple of different messages, posts. And as I said, also maybe images, like we should be able to transform this into an image and put the structure and have a way to parse the image. Um, this is all about defeating um, defeating the uh, the bad people. So maybe like a QR code. Or an SVG QR code. I think a QR code would be good. Um, and the QR code is really... Um, Well, we want to want a series of QR codes. We'll see how much data we can fit onto a page and into a code. We're going to have to do some experiments with this. But I think for social media, a QR code will be good. And maybe there's a way to embed a QR code into a picture or to weave it into a picture. Um, that it can be compressed, that information won't be lost, but it will also, um, the algos won't recognize it immediately. And we're going to have to do different mutations on this topic as well. Because soon as people realize that we're trying to break through and get a message out, see, this is where we get into the cat and mouse game. So, People set up these free systems with a certain intended purpose, like a certain clientele in mind, like they're looking for like low-end, low-information customers who are going to use the system in a certain way, and then get frustrated and then upgrade to an uh, expensive system and be like, oh yeah, 
I can't hack it, I can't deal with it, I'm gonna have to upgrade. Right? But they're already locked into that system. And they can't migrate out. So that's like the free trap. But we can escape the free trap. And the thing is, is that the... Uh, by escaping the free trap, we're then unwanted. So you have the cat and mouse game of, let's call them leechers, versus the haves and the haves nots And the haves are trying to entrap the have-nots. And the have-nots are trying to leech off of the haves. Right? And there's the endless war and escalation of technology versus people who have people who don't have uh, hosting, people who run servers and people who don't run servers, people who um, you know have a data center and people who don't have a data center. But uh, we're still going to want to support running this infrastructure also on the cloud, different cloud providers, and there are free tiers as we said, so we're going to do the whole range of experiments, but in the end, if you can just post a QR code, um, onto an image board, right? And then also embed instructions on how to decode it. And then include some kind of picture, some kind of, some kind of uh, image that would make it look like something else. So on the first pass, it'll look like a picture, but it will be a QR code. And you apply certain filters to it. Um, let's say you use one color for the QR code and the other two colors you use for the picture. So that could give you like an encoding. This is just some things I'm thinking about. Yeah, all of these are some interesting ideas on different technologies we can use. So here's the ground rules. It's gotta be like available in standard JavaScript and standard PHP. It's got to be able to run on the old web browsers and the free web hosting. Um, and uh, some web hosts won't let you fetch data, so we have to post it. So, and I was just thinking, why don't we just create a uh, RSS reader that when you fetch when you fetch a URL you pass it another URL it will it will grab that data and then post it to another web page for processing so it's kind of like a proxy so 
so that's something we also talked about for getting around these this free hosting barrier you just use another server for doing the posts and um, Also, I'm thinking we can use uh, CloudFront to manage some of this stuff, or Cloud um, oh, what's that? CloudFront, the other one that does warp. I got so many clouds. Anyway, we can put a CDN in front of the web page. So we can try and um, get around any type of anti-spam measures for API access. So we're going to have to spend some time and look at different uh, hosting providers, what they can be used for, what they can do, and maybe orchestrate them together. So one server is used for this purpose, one server is used for this purpose you know, microservices. This can only process data, but it can't save to the internet. This can save to the internet, but it's slow. You have this bandwidth requirements. And um, I think if we piece this all together, we can make a whole network of little microservices um, that all together create something amazing and do it for free and have a way for people to deploy it all. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of what I'm thinking about. Now I have uh, six more days. Okay, let's talk about that. Let me end this segment. And I start a new segment. So I signed up for the Balkan Floss Festival, the Flossival, on December 6th, and I have to produce a half an hour of content for that um, for that conference. And my subject is uh, free as in freedom, free as in beer podcasting. So the best thing that I found was that one GitHub project that will allow you to do your podcast on GitHub. But um, the problem that I have with GitHub is that I feel that I'm going to be opening myself up to censorship. And if someone doesn't like what I'm writing in my blog, on my podcast, like the episode yesterday, they might not... Um, might try and censor me so um, I think we will present that quickly and we should show how to use it I should actually spend the time and figure out how to use it um, but I also want to show how we can use WordPress or WordPress is I think going to be an ideal choice. 
WordPress and RSS together and then using um, archive.org for uploading. And um, how to do that from your um, from your phone. I mean, you can definitely uh, do it from your phone. You can upload to archive.org, get the link, and then put that in your WordPress uh, enclosure. And you can do all of that in your phone. It's not nice, it's not fun, but it's doable. Now, <clears throat> it's still gonna be missing all those Apple tags. So you're going to want to discuss how to insert those in. And then, of course, you can do your GitHub RSS feed. Now, we could also uh, create a tool in GitHub that maybe pulls in an RSS feed. Um, and then processes it. And uh, I'm kind of thinking we want to uh, use these, um, I mean, I'm liking this anchor.fm for publishing. And you can use uh, archive.org, but I'm thinking archive.org on the back end. So what I want to have is like a tool that will download the podcast um, using Python and then upload the episodes to archive.org if they're not there yet, have a naming scheme for them. And I think uh, that would be something I could uh, present with pride. And, uh, well, I'm, I'll talk about the different options that I have explored. Uh, different ways we can record and talk about whether they're free or not. The topic is free as in freedom and as in beer. I could also say free as in freedom or as in beer. I don't want to be promoting non-free solutions on a free software, open source a conference. So, um... But I could mention them. So, uh, again, and on that topic, here's a crazy idea that's not on the topic of my talk, but could we take the wave files, the sound? and convert it into a series of images, QR codes, and upload them to an image board. So basically host the sound as a series of images. And then download them. Would that be possible? How 
how many images would you have to make? Sounds like some modern art installation. That's a crazy idea. Morning. So yeah, um, so we could cover some basics. So we'll talk about uh, podcasts. I mean, Curry does a pretty good history of podcasting topic. And it's like, well, how can we make a script that will download the media from your feed and have it ready to listen to on a slow connection? So it'll download the background and then it'll pop up and say, hey, you're your file is ready to listen to. Like that was the original idea. And the RSS feed for feeding it. Um, and then we can go from RSS and talk about like RDF and Atom and the semantic web. We'll just like do a quick paragraph on that. Just explain that it exists. Then we'll talk about um, hosting your audio file. You can use, you know, S3 buckets. You can slap them onto web pages to free hosting. Like you can put them on your WordPress directly. Put them on archive.org. Um, I guess you could put them on Wikimedia if they're Creative Commons. Now that's an idea we haven't talked about, like can we host our podcast on the commons? Probably get you shut down pretty quickly, though. Especially my podcast. Oh, my God. Criticizing Wikipedia. How dare you? So, um... Well, we're not going to go into any big criticism, and we're not going to do too much plugging of my podcast on this episode, on this talk. We only got half an hour. But I'll mention that I do have a podcast. Um, <clears throat> imagine if they find this episode. And uh, how far are we in now? Eight minutes. Shit. We got another 20 minutes to go. Well, what are we going to talk about? <sighs> well, we can show WordPress... We can look at different um, WordPress plugins, how to install them for doing the official RSS feeds. We could try installing them on the free hosting. Let's see if we can get that working. I think I tried installing WordPress on two of these um, free web hosts. Um... I mean, that's like the simplest one. It's like the self-contained free web hosting with one MP3 file. You're going to run out of the space very quickly. So you really want to put this stuff onto archive.org. So I could show the archive.org uploader. I could show you how to register an account. Um, I mean, these things are going to take a little bit more time. Show you how to register an account, how to upload, how to get the links, how to put those links inside of your... Um, 
your feed, your enclosures. And then I can show how to do that on um, Blogger and on WordPress.com, which gives you free hosting. So that's really what I want to show people is that you can use WordPress.com and archive.org for free hosting. Um, now, archive.org is not free as in freedom hosting. It's free as in beer. So um, we really got to... Uh, it's like, what's the difference between that and anchor.fm? Well, they have different mission statements, but they're both not open source. So I should start by saying what's open source, what's free, and what's not free. And that freedom has its price. If you want just free software, you know, I contend, set up a data center, you know, buy a generator. It's like, where does it end? Set up your own power source, burn wood, plant a forest, you know, become a tractor mechanic, become an iron worker. Like, where are you going to end? Like the guy who created his own toaster, right? From scratch. You ever hear about that one? There's this, uh, movie, YouTube, about the guy who, like, spent some, a year trying to build a toaster, like, dug the ore and smelted it and stuff. Like, where do you stop? Where does it begin? Where does it end? Right? At some point, you're going to have to work together with other people. So, not everything is going to be self-hosted. You could say it happens on the cloud level, on the account level, on the machine level. It ends where the network cable ends. You know, you run a, an open source uh, BIOS, a free BIOS. Like, what's your foundation? And, and really... This is where my theory comes in with memes, is that f open source or free software is just a meme system where ideas are exchanged and mutate quickly, and it's rules on how that works. Um, and that can exist anywhere where mutation is possible. So you could have open source exchange of memes that only work on super expensive machines. If you happen to own one, you're like, oh, here's some software that you can run on it. And they publish that software and someone else modifies it and creates a new version. So it doesn't matter uh, if the entire system... So that's where we're going to start with some definitions. It doesn't matter if the entire system is free like all the la layers and all the levels. It just matters that one level is free. And there's no such thing really as ultimately free MP3 hosting because it's gonna get expensive. 
and I should show some numbers about what it costs to host your MP3, and then I can also talk about some different podcasting hosts that you can pay, and how they take a loss after a certain point. They'll take a loss after a certain point for hosting you. Because if you're downloaded so many times. So, there's like this whole um, equilibrium. And uh, if you have too many leechers, you know, the system is going to go down. So the question is going to become, like, how do you sustain your podcast in a world that is capitalistic? And we might just get back down to how people are doing it with advertising, with promotion, with sponsors. And we could touch on... um, this lightning idea, podcasting 2.0. I mean, it's not all bad. People are really trying to make make it work. And um, there's different levels to survival. So what do we got here? 15 minutes. Well, you know, these things are also going to be um, expanded upon these topics, so we might take twice as long um, to actually go into all the details. But yeah, we should introduce podcasting 2.0. We should introduce, um, we should give links to Curry and his story about podcasting. put in links to all of that and also the different uh, podcasting providers that we know about what they cost Um, give everyone a fair shake give people options because see the thing is is that even if you go to archive.org you might get taken down right like they might decide that you're, they don't like your politics, and then what are you going to do? Um, so. might have to end up paying for your own S3 bucket. And we should look at S3 bucket plus the CDN Cloudflare, that's the name I was looking for, as one way of distributing. And we should look at other CDNs and other uh, media distribution providers. And I haven't even talked about live streaming. Well, I've been using clean feed and uh, Jitsi and 8x8 went down so you can... I mean even setting up the Jitsi recording 
seems to be a pain. And then there's YouTube, which I've been permanently banned from life from using. You can also record there on Hangouts and stuff. YouTube live stream. We have the OBS studio. <clears throat> we have Audacity. Um, there's a lot of facets here. We're at 18 minutes. Well, I think I can flesh out the rest of the 10 minutes. So I think we got a lot of topics to cover. Um, and uh, I'm not going to be able to do them all justice, but I'm going to mention what I know. And uh, if I find something new, I'm going to give links to it. But uh, I mean, hey, my advice for someone, if you want to start a podcast, just go to anchor.fm and register and hit record and get going. Like, and then work out the rest from there. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not free as in freedom, but it's free as in beer. And it's super easy to use. And that might just get you started. And then from there, you can expand into backing up onto RSS, onto uh, archive.org or GitHub, and then moving yourself over once you've developed some experience. That's what I'm doing. Because I think that ease of use and ease of getting started is the number one criteria for people. Um, and uh, Linux in general and open source is not always easy to use. It doesn't let people get started immediately all the time. And it's a barrier. And delivering that last mile is a function of business. Um, that we leech upon. So we let them deliver that last mile and then we try and leech on top of that. And um, install Linux on these machines that have already been distributed and paid for by other people. So that's kind of like the open source type thing is kind of like a reaction. It's kind of reactionary in that respect that it lets the others go ahead and then it modifies or opens up or switches it. It's the um, synthesis of um, or the antithesis of capitalism. But I think it's the synthesis because that's what comes out in the end is it's the mix between the two where Microsoft then moves to be more open source. It's the synthesis. And then we have to create the new antithesis. So yeah, I'm gonna cover some of that stuff too. Yeah, I mean, we could pack this in, 21 minutes.
pack in a whole lot of uh, stuff, some philosophy, some ideas. Um, why not, if it's going to be my talk? I mean, the worst thing that they can do is just censor me. They could be like, well, we don't like this talk. We're going to just shut you off. And um, I think I'll start out with Voltaire and like, you might not like what I have to say. Might not like what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Let's start off with that. Um, let's start off with that. And we'll talk about freedom of speech and how it's being cringed upon all over the world. Um, and say how this is part of free as of freedom. And how the free as in beer really uh, <clears throat> has multiple uh, downsides to it. That there is no real free lunch or free beer. That someone always has to pay the bill. Right? And here's some ideas on how to get around it. But they're all temporary. I mean, even hosting it on your own is temporary. Unless you can really make it work financially. We should actually cover what that means. What does it mean to work financially? Because you also have the gigabyte transfer limits on these free hostings. We gotta run some numbers, really. Looks like the lobby's finally open at the Dunkin's. Okay, 24 minutes. That's like a half an hour talk. We can just embellish some of these points. I'm gonna work through them. And then, uh, And we're going to have some uh, a good talk, I think. So at least we went over it together. And thank you for listening. So you ask, what's this podcast good for? Well, it's also my practicing station. I get to practice my talks. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have some uh, material for a, uh, a talk. And uh, if we talk about freedom, and we talk about free as in beer, we're going to have to explain that. And that's going to open me up, open up a framework for discussion of what is free, how free is it, right? And what does that mean for the average Joe? Because freedom, as I said, has a price. You can rent your servers, you're going to pay money. Right? You could put the stuff on archive.org. It's going to be slow and painful. 
and um, you might get deleted. Not likely, but you might. But it's not going to be easy to use. You could use Arc, you could use Anchor, and everything is easy and works. But um, you might not get onto iTunes. Or you might never get onto iTunes. Um, I mean, all of these different options have uh, downsides to them. Um, so the open source or free software um, idea would be to run your own WordPress or to at least use WordPress.com, which doesn't actually give you the freedom. It's just another service. Unless you run your own WordPress, then you have the freedom. So, <clears throat> I guess I'm just going to show, like, where, what are the different layers of freedom, what are the different components that fit in, you know, generation of the RSS feed, right, uploading of the um, podcast, recording of the podcast, I mean, okay, for a recording, we definitely have some options. But, I mean, is your headset, is your Bluetooth headset free software? No. So, we're going to go through all the different components and analyze what parts are free and not free. So, that's kind of like a uh, <clears throat> component analysis. And we're going to discuss what are your options. Um, what will they cost you? And um, we want to be informative. So we're not going to take a too much of a pro-freedom bent, except to say... Um, We support it as much as possible, but um, in podcasting, it's going to be difficult and expensive to exercise your freedom, and that's going to put you into a business case, like you're going to have to end up justifying your, your business case for uh, doing this hosting. Like you're renting these servers, you're buying these hard drives, you're buying this bandwidth, because bandwidth isn't free, and we could also just go into the absolute costs of running um, running bandwidth. I 
we talked about all these topics before, but I'm just going to go into more detail on them because I need to think about this myself. And, um, yeah, this is going to be one of those torture podcasts where no one's going to want to listen to it, so sorry. We might get our two listens. I'm not even sure if these two people actually listen to the whole thing. They might just sample it, but hey, it's nice to see two listens, you know? I got to do my walk anyway, so you join me or you don't join me. Um, you want to talk to me or don't talk to me. Looks like we're canceling our uh, podcast recording tomorrow. Looks like someone is upset with me. talk to uh, Mr. Bombladoo and see if he wants to do the episode tomorrow anyway, but I'm not really ready for it. Um, I'm not ready to drive a serious podcast at this point. I got too much up in the air. We're, we got stuff to work on. We got to do our work first. So season one is where we're doing the work out in the public. We're doing our work here, kids. We're working through these ideas. That's right. Doing the work. Yeah, so really, uh, we got to run the numbers. Um, And it's going to be a lot of work to run all these numbers. I don't even really feel like it. Um, But why not? I mean, we should start with what is transfer... What are different hosting packages going to actually cost you? Like, and we could read through different articles. What other people write. We could compile and read through articles on, like, podcasting. And then look at different, um... CDN channels and what they cost. Right, and run some numbers. And we have to also say, like, how many listeners are you going to have? And what's the advantage of begging for handouts versus, you know, hosting your own stuff, right? Like, what if you don't want to beg for handouts? Like, do you have an episode that's really worth listening to? And then we haven't talked about how to um, back up the stuff onto, like, BitChute and Library and the blockchain and all these other alternative platforms, right? And there's Spreaker and all these other free podcasting apps that I blaze or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I have to look at all these different apps I installed. TikTok with 60-second clips. I mean, why don't you just make 60-second clips? Why do you need to have a whole podcast? Why can't you just break it all up into 60-second segments, huh? Put some video behind it. Dancing QR codes.
so. I mean, if you want to leech, what are the different ways of leeching? That's the question. So, I think we should talk about that. And it's really getting into the question of someone's going to have to pay for it eventually. Right? Someone has to pay the bill. Like, all this infrastructure, all this hardware, all this electricity, right? Someone's going to have to pay for it. We haven't talked about Telegram. Right? Or Zoom, or all these other, like, real-time. We haven't even talk, gotten into the whole real-time issue. Or, was it Discord? Voice chat, mumble. So we have the whole uh, topic of, like, real-time technology, Skype. VLC. Can't we just pipe VLC over the network? Icecast. I mean, okay, we're going to have to really think about this. We just create a two-way pipe. I'm piping to you, you're piping to me. So, um... have to think about all this you know recording locally with a two-way pipe might actually be the um, ideal solution and then editing the two feeds together with timestamps and then adjusting for the lag so you could just edit out the lag morning just edit out the lags So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just doing a brain fart right now, brain expansion. It's like, what is all possible? And this sounds like a lot of work to research into it all. So, um... Why is it that these games have like online real-time chat and interaction? How does that work? Mumble. Discord is used for like live and Twitch. So, uh, we're going to uh, think about all that. Yes, we are. 
it's a big research topic, so I don't, we're not going to actually be able to uh, cover all these topics in, in a half an hour. We're really just going to touch on them. But um, I do want to give people some ideas about what freedom actually costs and explain why people, you know, go for the middle route of commercial hosting or advertising or donations or funding of some kind. What it's actually going to cost to host a podcast. I mean, the one that we're doing daily right now with this marginal content, it's almost impossible to justify in terms of finance. I guess we're just really abusing Anchor.fm for doing it. Um, they must be losing money on me. So, um, I guess it's not really fair to them. But we're trying to develop uh, an art form here. Um, the daily vlog or the daily podcast. I mean, why not? We're having fun. We're benefiting from it. We're producing something. It's going to get better over time or worse. We'll see. The Lao Tzu said, you have to take the good with the bad. And, um, that there's the, uh, the honorable person and the dishonorable person. The yin and the yang. We got to roll with it. We got the good episodes and we got the bad episodes. We got the interesting parts, we got the boring parts. It's just rolling with the eternal Tao. The Tao. The change. The up and the down. We're literally rolling with it because it's a ball. It's a wheel. <clears throat> and I think it's recursive. It's got the smaller one inside of it. And there's probably even a smaller one inside of the smaller one. Like, imagine if it's like an infinitely recursive DAO. That'd be pretty crazy. Okay, well, I think we have enough material for today. We had one good idea. We uh, did some lists and some brainstorming for the, for the episode. I guess we're going to have to uh, torture you guys some more in the future for this. So, yeah. Yeah, and speaking about, like, leeches, I mean, it really gets into the question of, you know, I got really burned on my YouTube channel because I had, didn't have access control, I had someone putting stuff on there that was uh, marginal, no, that was, got me kicked off of YouTube, they were posting, like, he said he posted porn pages. I didn't even actually see it. 
Google has not responded to me. I gotta get that guy to write up a, uh, a statement that he takes responsibility for it and not me. just pranking me. I mean, I have him on the podcast saying that. I should just clip that and send that to the Google people. Yeah. Okay, guys, I think we've reached a new energy low level. We're going to take a break, recharge our neurons and come back to you when we're fresh. We have expended all of our neurotransmitters for the moment. Please wait while we recharge. Okay, kids, we're wrapping up our podcast today. And I want to thank my dedicated listeners for listening. Um, this is kind of like my little notebook that I'm writing in. I guess um, it's not really ready for prime time, but uh, you get to see behind the curtain how things are made. I guess you don't want to see it. I guess you don't want to see how these things are made, how these thoughts are constructed. I guess I'm interested in that. Maybe for myself. Maybe I'm just reinventing the wheel in a broken manner. Well, anyway, that's, um, that's, uh, what it is. It is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be, you know? We're going to uh, have to sit down, in this episode, I'm really going to have to sit down and transcribe it and uh, turn it into a text document. And work through it because uh, there's a lot of material in here and there's a lot more research points that I have to do, God. I'm gonna have to start looking at hosting pricing lists. I really loathe, loathe that. Well, let's just start at co-location prices. Like, what does it cost to host a server in Iraq? Let's just say you're gonna put it on a Raspberry Pi. And really, let's start with this, kids. How many episodes do you need to put of your podcast on the real-time server? I mean, if you move an episode to archive.org after a couple of days, and it slows down and it's download, who cares? Like, who's going to listen to that? Like, most of your listeners, your new listeners will, I mean, people are going to listen to the new stuff first. So let's say you have a certain amount of bandwidth 
for a certain amount of space on your tiny server, but you still get into bandwidth issues and you're gonna run out of bandwidth. So we need to really uh, do these numbers and show, you know, what are the um, bandwidth, you know, upload, download, storage, what's that gonna cost? Like what are the actual moving parts in a podcast? And uh, what are your different options? And what are things that are almost like podcasts? And uh, we're going to leave this as an open question, something that's going to be researched over time. We're not going to be able to answer all the questions and close out all of the options. We're just going to leave it open. And we're going to tell people that, you know, this talk was thrown together um, at last minute with six days notice or five days notice. I mean, obviously, I've thought about doing this talk before, and I guess I could just keep on repeating the same talk over and over again, like some people do, and give the same talk with different updated facts at different places. But um, we're not going to... We should talk about this freedom bias and independence. So independent would mean that you're not dependent on anyone else. And I think that's part of freedom. So, meaning you're not asking for permission, you're not subject to censorship. In order to be an independent internet person, you're basically going to have to own the domain. And you're going to have to, I would say, rent the servers, like have an AWS account. Who's your ISP in that respect? Like anything besides that, where you're actually paying for hosting, um, <clears throat> I, I would even say that the free hosting is going to be subject to changes of, you know, how they react, how the hosting, the, free, the so-called free hosting people are going to react to what you're doing, and if you find a new way of leeching, they might just react to that and shut you down. So we're going to define this as um, the haves and the have-nots in terms of you are the owner of the domain or not, you're the owner of the server, even if it's a virtual one or not, right? or you're just a tenant, a uh, sharecropper, a, um, a couch surfer. So we're going to talk about couch surfing podcasts versus establishment podcasts. I think that's probably good, a good um, analogy to use. Like, are you independent or not? Are you dependent? So that's going to be the one axis, independent or dependent. And then we're going to talk about free versus not free in terms of software and the different components. And then we're going to talk about, um, you know, I think those are the two. And then what are the costs associated with it? And what are the compromises that you can make? So, um, 
I think that's pretty good. All right. I really got to buy my domain name now. Escaped metadata or rooted rooted metadata escaped embedded embedded semantics encoded semantics how's that N Enk Sam. Yeah, I got the Enk Sam. No, that really sucks. Sam X. Semtex. Well, we got to think about this some more. And uh, yeah, well, that's the end of this podcast. And, uh, oh, I'll play you some um, siren clips that we're going to use on our soundboard in the future. Hope you enjoy. I got the uh, air raid siren and we got the uh, klaxon, the submarine. All right, then. See yes. Unlike relying Okay, well, Mr. Uh, Chicken Jar, a.k.a. Harry Chicken, a.k.a. Harry Reed, says hello. He has life happening right now on his, li- on his end. His restaurant actually has customers. Can you believe that? We also call them costumers because they get dressed up in costumes and come to your shop. So we're going to continue on our little walk here through historic Trenton, where the drug dealers have not yet gotten out of bed. Now this is where they had their little morning um, uh, sports place. They had an outdoor sports center going here in the summer. But I guess they stopped because um, it got cold. See, not everyone is really uh, devoted. devoted to walk in the cold. But I have gotten used to it through um, training. If you go every day, you actually get used to the cold. Just got to wear enough clothes. Now, over here is a tree with a black uh, squirrel in it. We got black, brown, and gray squirrels in this park. Yep, and that's uh, Trenton High School over there. Or West, yeah, Trenton High. Nice building. It's, it's uh, almost the same like the one in New Jersey College. Yep. The clock mm-hmm. tower. The clock tower. The brick and the windows. Mm-hmm. It's like New Jersey 
1800 style. Yeah, so then in, in, when Martin Luther King was killed, uh, there were riots here in the town, in Trenton, in New Jersey, all over the place. And um, a lot of things changed. But also, a lot of people left the uh, city. It was basically... Um, that guy's just doing it, Mom. Look at him, he's just doing it. Just doing it. So things, the demographics changed rapidly, let's put it that way. So you think that we took the... How do you say? Back down? Yeah, it went downhill. Downhill. Um, well, it must have been the time then. Yeah, that's what I was told. Yeah. Like Chambersburg used to be mostly Italian, and they all left. But didn't they? Well, okay. Like, I have eyewitnesses. The guy I work with, he grew up in Chambersburg. But they didn't leave because of the political changes, or did they leave because of the... Um, I don't know why they economical left. Economical changes. I yeah. thought... Several manufacturers mm -hmm. or yeah. job providers, mm -hmm. they closed down and yeah. that's what got it. I don't know the history. We'll have to study it. But uh, I still think it's a beautiful city and totally worth recovering. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really do hope that that the black community is going to get a momentum and and, um, and uh, I would love to see the city flourish, man. Mm -hmm. I would really, really love to. And I've met some amazing people. Yep. Um, right here, from this ghetto here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, ghetto is a, is a strong term. I know, but I, okay. But yeah, you want to push this button here? The, um, okay, let's go. This section right over here has all those historic buildings. But we can walk around the school this way. Yeah, you see these windows? Those are just the same type of architecture also at the School for the Deaf. Right there, these bay windows. It was a certain style. Okay, my phone's blowing up here, hold on. I should just put this thing on mute while I'm doing my podcast. Hey, we forgot to ask Carolyn whether he could hear me. Well, I'm pretty sure he can hear you. We can hear you because um, you can hear every single car and cricket <laughs> and duck. Okay. So. Um, Not that I said anything worth listening to. But. Well. Look at that. Yeah. So we're staring at this clock tower of an old, let's say. Well, here, MD, which is. Um, CCCC, that's 1900. 
CCCC is four C's, so that's 400, and D is 500. So it's M is 1,000, D is 500, four C's is 900, XX is 20, 1923. Oh, okay, all right. So, mm -hmm. but made in the 1800 style. Style, yeah, in the old style. Like classic, I would say, yeah, post classic. Neoclassic. Neoclassic. Rococo. That's before classic. Um, this looks like a music hall of some kind. Nice. Yeah, it looks just like the College of New Jersey, doesn't it? Yeah. Probably the same guys who built both, you mm -hmm. know? Because, uh, they probably hired the same dude. Well, the architect was listed out front. I didn't remember to write that down. But even this, this house here, I mean, that's an amazing house right there. A little farmhouse type situation going on. A lot of these houses are beautiful. <clears throat> now what we'll do is we'll cross the highway over the footbridge and then we can walk down to the river and then go up to uh, the island. Okay. And then back up. All right, yeah, okay. I think we gotta... Um, up a little bit. Scoot. Gant's got to join the meeting at 9. Oh, yeah. It feels like Friday, doesn't it? I don't know what it feels like. I slept literally all day yesterday. Uh, was it Monday yesterday, Tuesday? Um, Tuesday. yesterday I think was... Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so where were we? Oh, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. well, we were talking about all types of stuff. Um, but this architecture... <clears throat> yeah. I wanted to show you the new buildings that they're building um, in the town center. The new town center on top of the old GM factory. The Parkway Village. Okay. And um, it's basically just uh, wood and press wood and facade. It's like the cheapest construction you can imagine. They're building the walls of the building out of pressed board. You know, particle board? Yeah. 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 But that's how our house is probably built too. You think? Yeah. I guess so. I don't think we have the Tuvec, DuPont Tuvec wrap. Tyvec. <laughs> so, um... So this election has exposed, uh, so much corruption. Um, and so many different forms. And uh, it seems like it's been going on for some time.
and it really makes you wonder what type of you know country they had this one Indian lady she was being interviewed good morning hey puppy dog that's one big puppy dog Oh, I didn't get to show you the bears. Cage, we skipped that. Huh? I get upset. Oh, well, there's no bears in there now. Oh, okay. Like, they, it's just an empty cage. Oh, okay. Like, if there were real bears in there, I'm sure you would have, we would have gone seeing them before. It's just a bear cage. Like, where you can lock people up in there overnight. If they don't pay their parking tickets. Yeah, then the bears will come get you. Here, I'll walk on this side because uh, we're gonna have another great audio quality today. Look at that river; it's really full. The Delaware is overfilling today. Good morning. The Delaware is overfilling today. So, Well, we were discussing this as, it's called a synaptic depression. Okay. So a synaptic depression is when you use up all of your, your juice uh -huh. between the neurons and you go into a slight depression okay. where you don't have the energy to use those neurons again. They have to recharge. Okay. So we have to switch topics now and go to something completely different, use a different part of the brain or we just stop the podcast. Normally, I'll just stop the podcast here and listen to some crazy shit for some inspiration. Yeah, we can do, we can do that. Okay, so we're gonna stop right now because we've reached a low point in our talk. And if we feel like we find anything worth discussing, we'll continue in the next segment. That's the way we do it now. Okay. Instead of pushing on, because people, yeah. do you know about people who have knowledge of the situation? Um, that one guy who's on our chat, yeah. who's always complaining about everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're just rambling. It's just shit. You're producing shit. Why would anyone want to listen to this? Cool. So uh, he said, don't ramble. So we're not going to ramble, okay? If we don't have anything to say, we're going to stop. Okay.